Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him, it is him, it's DPP, and the trickster trivia man himself. He's phenomenal in so many ways, AJ Belez. Gentlemen, episode 268, we are, we're on the precipice of WrestleMania week. How, how are we feeling? This is, uh, it's exciting. It's going to be a long-ass week. It's like Super Bowl week. Yeah, I mean, you could say that for yourself. It's just going to be a tiring week for me on the chairshot.com. <laughs> it's a busy week for you. Aw, suck it up, Buttercup. Aw, <laughs> oh, 
Aladdin. There it is. There it is. Dramatic pause. It'll be all right. Yes, get all your WrestleMania week coverage. NXT stand and deliver one night one and night two. WrestleMania night one and night two by none other than AJ Belaz. So, are you doing anything different? Are you are you carb loading? Have you been running? Uh, you've been getting to bed earlier. What what you been doing to train for this kind of marathon week that you're gonna have coming up here? Well, you see, what I do is I do the uh, the old typing test of the big brown fox jumped over the very lazy dog, and I do that until I reach ten thousand. But I'm I'm just probably gonna go to my local like quick stop or whatever and just get a Red Bull or something. And just pray that I can do all of this. <laughs> well, we big, believe in you. Big gulps, huh? All right. Well, <laughs> see you later. That all right, DP, let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the DWI podcast. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. She. This isn't on the sheet, so I'll bring it up now. Have either of you signed up for Peacock yet? Negative. Oh. And, well, and you know my answer. If you go watch uh, Pod is War this week, thank you, Chris Platt. <laughs> heard bad things. Or you can, yeah, it's his, it, the, my experience hasn't been great so far. So hopefully they get all that shit fixed up by WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, this week on the show, we're going to run down the NXT Stand and Deliver two-night card. In addition, we're going to have some brief thoughts on a lightning round of the WWE Hall of Fame. The new inductees this year, two classes going in. We're going to have trivia. Always going to have trivia. Hopefully it won't be total BS. And a last call that Peyton Manning would be proud of. DP, ring the bell. Big show for NXT Stand and Deliver. Now, this is the first one they've named, right? Other than TakeOver? Oh, no, it's still TakeOver. It's always TakeOver. Well, I mean, we still had NXT Arrival and and all that. I suppose. Do you think this one? Do you think this one stays? And is this every year? I guess that's a better question. I'm gonna say no. Like, well, we just had Vengeance Day too. They just did that one. So I think they, they trademark naming them. But... They did trademark and then deliver. Oh, okay. It's yeah, you could definitely do it more. Uh, well, I mean, it would be their WrestleMania one. It would just every year it would be Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I'd be totally fine with it. I, I yeah, I mean, they they do seem to be going that way with starting to finally name them other than Take Over Thirty One, Thirty Two, all of you know. So, well, I, I mean, you have to think we we stopped naming WrestleManias after Thirty One because Vince started thinking he was too old. So. Well, this series is WrestleMania 37, so either way, that's what you're getting. Let me run down night one here. We'll, we'll break this up into pieces. We don't have to talk about every match, but I'm still going to run down the card for everybody. You have what I think could possibly be the match of the night, Pete Dunne versus Kushida. You got the triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT. NXT I can't talk today. I need another beer. NXT Tag Team Championship. <laughs> You got the six-man gauntlet eliminator match. The winner will get a shot at the NXT North American Championship on night two. Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. So many people are looking forward to this match. I think that that should close the show night one. And you also have Io Shirai versus 
Yeah, versus Raquel Gonzalez. Sorry, I, I was reading that wrong. I was like, not against Dakota <laughs> Kai, but it says with Dakota Kai for the NXT t- uh, women's title. AJ, what are you looking forward to here? I mean, I mentioned the Pete Dunne and Kushida, Walter, and Tommaso Ciampa matches. Anything else that catches your eye here night one? Uh, I mean, the Walter-Tommaso match is definitely something that I'm going to watch more. Because I'm not saying Pete Dunne and Kushida can't put on a great match, but y- you got the big Von Walter facing off against the heartbeat of NXT here for the United Kingdom Championship, which... You know, I, I unless you're watching the UK NXT shows on the network or Peacock, go go for it. I mean, half the time they are actually really good shows, and you should watch it. But um, those are the only two that I'm really looking forward to because I'll probably get soured on the six-man gauntlet eliminator. Because there's only one person that I want to win that eliminator match. So he can get his revenge on Bronson Reed. He can get anything else done because I, the person I want for that match to win it is good old L.A. Knight. Yeah. Oh, dummy. Yeah. Give me Cameron Grimes and that money, baby. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you talk about, you know, almost all of these can, you know, Pete Dunn and Kushida can be matched of the night. I feel like we're going to have, that's, this is going to be one of those nights where, Every match outdoes the match before it. You know, all these matches could be match of the night. I mean, you look at the talent that's in there, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I think that triple threat tag match could be a lot of fun to watch with MSK in there and, and Legato. You know, just could be a ton of high flying fun. Del Fantasma. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Del Fantasma. It's an A. <laughs> I could, I could see. I could see the gauntlet match getting a little tired, I guess. Like kind of like you said, it could be it could go a little too long. You know, being a gauntlet eliminator. Um and I'm not the biggest fan of gauntlet matches, but you got a lot of cool, a lot of good guys in there that can put on some good matches. So it'll be it'll be cool to see what they do with that. Uh Walter getting to see Walter on NXT is just awesome. Anytime you get a chance to see him wrestle and Putting him up against Tommaso Ciampa is just phenomenal. I mean, Ciampa is such so great with his, you know, putting on the promos that he's done to build up the match. You know, he's just he's got it all, and he'll, you know, they'll have, they'll put on a ridiculously good show. And then you close it out with the Yoshirai and Raquel Gonzalez, which is, I think, could you know close it out by stealing the whole night. You know, they they could put on a great match as well. So I, I can't pick one that I think would be the best, but I think we're gonna have a phenomenal night one of NXT. Well, let's make some predictions here for night one. All right. Uh, I, I see I see you holding on to the belt. I really do. Do you guys see Raquel taking it away from her? No. No, yes. not in the least bit. Wow. Yes, I do. DP's got the title change there. Okay. <laughs> I got the title change. Okay. So you guys got Cameron Grimes and, and um, LA Knight respectively, correct there? I'll go with Dexter Loomis. So we're all going for people who are employed in Impact. Got it. <laughs> well, I made quite the impact on me. Four of them are. <laughs> four of them were. <laughs> Triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT championships. I'm going to go with the Grizzled Young Vets here. I, I, I like Drake and Gibson to walk out with as with the, with the titles. Dallas. 
I'll take um, I'll take MSK. I, I like them. You know, they've been hyping them up quite a bit, so I'll take MSK here. Quad, <laughs> split it all the way up. Triple split. I'm not doing Legato Del Fantasma, no. Del Fantasma. <laughs> uh, I like the grizzled young vets. I really do. Una cerveza para... But I'm going to go with the Rascals. I mean, MSK. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take I, I, Pete Dunn. I, I like them too much. I'll take Pete Dunn to go over on Kushida. Yeah, I, I feel Dunn's going to beat Kushida on this one. That's This one's more of my 50-50. I like Pete Dunn because I think after night two is over, I think Pete Dunn challenging for the title will be the next step. So I got Pete Dunn here. I like that. I like that as well. And the match that I think should close night one, Walter versus Tomasa Ciampa. I, I don't know. I'm back and forth here. I think you could also have Walter challenge for the NXT title and make him a two-belt guy before they bring him up to the main roster because at some point he's got to be on Raw or SmackDown, right, for at least a little while. I mean, there's a lot more money to be made there than in NXT UK. Uh, nothing against NXT UK, by the way, either. But I, I'll i go with Walter, although it would be really cool to see Ciampa win that belt and go over to the UK maybe for a month or two and, and have a program there. So I don't, I don't, I'm not upset either way, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Walter. Yeah, I like that idea because, you know, as far as what they have for Ciampa at this point or what it seems to be that they have for Ciampa is not much, I guess, right in the NXT roster and having him go to the UK would be kind of cool to have a couple matches there and then drop the belt to somebody else and it gives Walter a, a way to move on to NXT North America or the main roster. I just don't see it happening just yet. I like Walter to show some more dominance. Tommaso Ciampa can take the loss and still even challenge for the other titles on, on NXT. So I like Walter here. I, I like, Walter winning this too. I mean, after all, he's been very dominant. It seems like no one can stop him, so that's why we kind of have to bleed through to the UK and the NXT main roster? Question mark. That sounds weird to say. The NXT main NXT roster, proper. but you get what I mean. Proper. There we go. Yeah, thank you. That's a better word. He's not only a scientist and an architect, he's also a librarian who knows a bunch of words. I, I know one word. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to promote that. But yeah, I, I see Walter coming out on top and, and doing this. Should be a very intriguing night one, folks. We're going to take a very brief break. We'll come back and discuss night two. You're listening to the DWI podcast on the Cheershot Radio Network. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. A little bit of housekeeping there on the two fellas you just heard. If you did not listen to Deed, uh, to Pot is War this past week, I suggest you go listen to the the hot fire, the fiery venom that was spit by one Christopher Platt, and there was no punches pulled across the entire wrestling universe, regardless of brand, company, etc. So that was some really good shit, pal. Um, such good shit, pal. And Kenny Killa, I am definitely efforting 
and figuring out a way to get him so we can do a nice little WrestleMania preview. I may be trying to reach out to Jess as well. We'll see what happens. Otherwise, Kenny will end up somewhere on the Chair Shot Radio Network. I can almost guarantee it. And before we get back going here, night two NXT TakeOver uh, Stand and Deliver, make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Makes a great present as well. I guarantee it. Then head on over to thechairshot.com. You know we got you covered. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. All right, guys. Night two NXT Stand and Deliver. As my browser refreshes here. Isn't that nice when that happens? <laughs> Let me run down the card here. Women's Tag Team Championship match. Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart taking on uh, The Way. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned match. Johnny Gargano likely taking on Dexter Loomis. You can count on my picks. Don't listen to these idiots. You got a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin, Santos Escobar. That should be a pretty damn good match. And... Finn Balor taking on Karrion Cross, the match we've been anticipating for quite a while. AJ, how you feeling about night two here? I'm really liking night two. Unlike what you said, I'm really looking forward to Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, night two, in all honesty, looks a lot better than night one. I'm not denying that. You got... The Cruiserweight Championship, we're finally going to have one unified Cruiserweight Champion, which hopefully, in my mind, is going to be Jordan Devlin, but we'll see. And that's my pick. Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor should be a great match, regardless of who wins that. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. This is the one time where I actually wanted to watch ROH, so. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> We haven't had Andrew on podcasts lately. I kind of have to be a dick. But no, this should actually be a good... good. Th- this, I think, is better than night one, in my opinion. That's a, that's a tough call for me. I Man, I, I'm almost leaning towards night one than I am in night two. More just... Man, I don't know. I think Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are going to tear the house down. Balor and Karrion Cross mm-hmm. will have a really, really good physical match. I'm looking forward to that because I think there's more to come with that feud and I hope there's I hope they have a rematch too coming up. I love the idea of them making an undisputed cruiserweight champion that gives I don't know some kind of hope that maybe we get some reduction in titles, maybe that leads towards this NXT UK and Walter being the champion, like PC mentioned maybe we get a champion versus champion uh, match at some point somewhere shortly down the road between the NXT UK and the NXT proper champion and maybe do some kind of unification. I don't know. Um, you know, the, the Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus the way I just don't, for me, I don't like the idea of a, the women's tag team titles in NXT because they don't have enough women's tag teams to do all this. And I think the way they just got them off and running wasn't that great having them flip flop immediately. So not that it's not gonna be a bad match, but uh, and Gargano versus Cameron Grimes is going to be great. Bullshit. So I'm looking okay. forward to that. Dummy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you bring up the fact that we're picking and choosing between what's better, night one or night two. And I mean, it's just, yes, the answer is yes. It's it's going to be phenomenal. I, 
I think I hope that ladder match gets enough time. Like you need at least twelve minutes to to tell a really good story with a ladder match, and I don't know if they're gonna get enough time with it. I hope they do, because those two guys could do some amazing things. Yeah, you guys pretty much said it all about all these matches here. Like, you know the main roster is going to be watching this going, all right, what are we going to have to fucking top this year? Because this one's setting itself up to be one of those real classic NXTs uh, during the power pay-per-views. So let's make some predictions, gentlemen. Do we have new tag team champions? I'm going to say, show me the way. Yes, indeed. Well, what I'm going to say about the NXT women's tag division is they have a lot more tag teams in the women's division than anything that the main roster has. So, kudos to them. That being said... Women's tag team titles. (laughs) I know, right? You should just give it to NXT the entire time. You should have a women's intercontinental title. Intercontinental, come on. (laughs) Thanks, appreciate it. You're the one that yelled at me last time that I didn't say it that way. <laughs> but no, I think Ember Moon and Shotzi retain this. Because, I, I mean, I don't even know why Raquel and Dakota just randomly lost it in the first place. But hey, we don't need to have another like quick title drop. So I think it's Ember and Shotzi winning this one. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back from the last night. I think Raquel wins because I think EO's on her way to the main roster. More or less why I picked Raquel Gonzalez as well. Yeah, I agree. And that's why and that's why I think you took the because right what you just said, that's why that Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai aren't tag team champions right now, because they decided they want Raquel Gonzalez to hold that belt and feud with Dakota Kai this summer. I think that's what you're gonna see. Um did everybody get their I'm oh, sorry, did I, I did didn't. I did I stop you from making your prediction there? I yeah, I didn't yet, but that's cool. No worries. Um I well <laughs> Also agree Hurry with DC then. and take up, the then. way so we can have uh, <laughs> the way having all the titles. Until LA Knight gets to Johnny Gargano. <laughs> wow. Uh, Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly? I have no idea. Flip a fucking coin. I'll go with Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe this sends Adam Cole. Well, no. They, it, Adam Cole going up to the main roster? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 50-52. Flip a coin. I've been saying Adam Cole, I I thought the whole Undisputed Era needed to go up to the main roster a while ago, and they haven't done it. I think think Vince doesn't think that that Undisputed Era is a main roster caliber group. I think he thinks they're NXT guys. That's what he thinks they are. And I don't know that they would care if they ever went up there. Tommaso Ciampa said he doesn't really fucking want to go to the main roster. Yeah, I don't think either any of them would either. I don't, and I, I agree. I don't think Vince sees any of these guys as main roster material or champions, you know, because they don't fit his mold necessarily. So it's it'll be tough. Uh, so I, I I think they're gonna stick stick around for a little while. So let's have this keep on going. I think we'll end up getting. Uh, I think Adam Cole will end up getting the win. I think we'll see. Um, oh boy, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, interfere in this match. Roddy. 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 Jesus. Roderick Strong is going to get involved and pick a side. Somewhere. Roddy, not Jesus. Tell me. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Strongos. Hello. <laughs> Jesus Strongos. Messiah of the Backbreaker. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, AJ? <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. 
right. So Dan's got DP's got Gargano winning against whoever he's facing. I like that. I like the way to have all the belts there. That that works for me. AJ, that worked for you, or, or are you, you smelling something else here? I'm definitely smelling something else here. I I think Gargano is not going to keep the North American title. The way having the belt is also a nice little thing, but Gargano can like go off and be angry and just be like, you guys didn't help me retain my title. It was like, well, you didn't help me retain uh, to try to get the women's tag team titles. And then Austin Theory's just sitting there like, Mommy and Daddy are having an argument. No. <laughs> so I, th- I think this is just going to have them get pissed off and go further to wanting more. That Cruiserweight title, I, I see Santos Escobar here. And I see the rematch coming down the line in a different different setting, different type of match. But to me, I, I hope they give this enough time because these two guys could put on the match of the week if given enough time. That's my opinion, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this one's my 50-50 match because you have it as a ladder match and the possibility of the rest of Legado del Fantasma coming in to, you know, help Santos and ruin Jordan's day, but I'm just, I'm going to go with Jordan Devlin winning this one. I think he's going to pull out a miracle and Hey, this is going to be maybe a split of Legado del Fantasma. Maybe Raul and Joaquin go do something else. Santos might come up to the main roster. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm 50-50 on this one, too. I think, you know, you mentioned PC about, you know, hoping they get enough time. I think that's what I love about most of the NXT takeovers is that most of the time, all the matches do get enough time to tell a good story. So I'm 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 with you on that, that I hope they give them enough time because they can make this an amazing ladder match given the opportunity and given the time. And I think they will get it. And... I like Jordan Devlin coming out here as the champ. I like him overcoming the odds. If Mendoza and Wild do get involved in the match, probably will to try and help Escobar. But Devlin, you know, overcoming the odds and winning it uh, would be pretty awesome. So I like him being uh, undisputed cruiserweight champion. Sounds good. Sounds good. The final match, and it's going to be probably the final match of the entire two-day extravaganza. Finn Balor. Karrion Cross. It's it's interesting because Finn Balor is the one guy that I think they could use. Like I think they could really use him being heel Balor on Raw, like coming out with the jacket, the leather jacket, you know, no face paint, none of that bullshit, just black trunks, whatever, and just being mean. Finn Balor. He could be a really good heel over there to feud with Drew McIntyre, things of that nature. He's he's been on the radar. He's been Universal Champ before, right? They think he's main event there. And then at any point while he's there, you can always flip him into the demon, right? And who better to feud with possibly uh, Pizza the Hut down the road than the demon? I mean, maybe Finn Balor. Maybe the demon is the only one that could out Pizza the Hut. I, I don't know. I just don't know. What do you? What are you guys' thoughts here? Finn Balor drop this title, go up to the main roster. Finn Balor keep this title. I, I I'd say carrying cross here. Yeah, I, I'm on with Karrion Cross here. I think, you know, 
him having to drop the title because of the injury, you know, changed a few things. But I think him running NXT for a little while is the, is kind of the the right call. And I I like Finn Balor on the main roster too. You know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I I think they could definitely use him on either show. Him, you know, him versus they did him versus the Fiend. Well, I guess it was Bray Wyatt at the time, you know, before or whatever. So. They could certainly go back to that as well. I like the idea of, you know, Cross winning the title here. They're going to have to have their rematch. I'm still pulling for Demon Finn Balor to come back because Demon Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross could be a lot of fun to watch at the next takeover. And Karrion Cross is the first one to defeat the Demon. I think that would be kind of cool. And then we see Balor move up to the main roster and, and do some more stuff there. And we can move on to a Walter versus Karrion Cross feud which would be badass i think very physical type of uh, feud going into the summer i think that could be a lot of fun but that's uh that's kind of what i'm thinking i like that i i think we're all across the board here carrying cross gets the title i don't think finn's gonna go back to the main roster though only because they they didn't really use him a hundred percent correctly when he was up there like, yes, he's the very first universal champion. Right, but he did get he did have a major injury, like, right as he was about to get the rocket strapped to his ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the buckle bomb into the thing separated his shoulder, which is why he didn't get that rocket. It kind of fizzled out and was a dud. But I don't think he goes to the main roster here. I think he's going to go with more pissed off, reckless intent. Maybe going into the demon, who knows? But I, I feel like he's just going to be pissed off, try to challenge Carrying Cross again, fail again, and then he's just like, "All right, I'll be back sooner rather than later." And then he goes for like the North American, or maybe even goes to the United Kingdom for a little bit to face off against Walter or Trent Seven and, and, I like that. and all of them. That's not a horrible idea there. Yeah. It's not a horrible idea there at all. Maybe Walter costs him the title and he goes over and does the next NXT UK pay-per-view or something like that. That'd be pretty huge. Get yeah. to see, you know, get to see Walter defeat the demon. Finn takes a little time off after that. Then he goes up to the main roster. How about them apples? All right. It should be a great two-night event. Make sure you check out the chairshot.com and AJ Belaz's coverage this next week of NXT Takeover. Stand and deliver. We'll be right back, folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on thechairshot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday only on the Chairshot Radio Network. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. DP, do you have the WWE Hall of Fame music? Yes. Damn it. I should have queued it up, eh? Probably would have been a good (laughs) idea. Uh... I got it. All right, before we get into our thoughts on the class of 2021, I'm going to run down who is also going to be inducted from the 2020 class because we didn't do the inductions last year. We're not going to give our sentiments on that because I am fairly certain we gave those sentiments last year, but I just want to give a little shout out. The class of 2020 also to be inducted this year is JBL, the British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, the New World Order as a group, Hogan, Nash, Hall, and Sean Waltman, the Bella Twins. William Shatner is your celebrity inductee, and your Warrior Award goes to, and well-deserved, Titus O'Neil for all the great work that he does in, in a lot of different communities and in a lot of different aspects. It's been a very, very, very impressive ambassador for the WWE and for wrestling in general. So big props to Titus O'Neil, probably doing more important work for the WWE not wrestling, then he, you know, would do wrestling. So kudos to him. Although I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. Maybe they rehire Darren Young and bring back that that would be pretty anyway. All right, I digress. We need more take we need more takings. Maybe be billions of dollars now. Vince would be their manager. Yeah, eleven point five billions of dollars. Um, all right, round the horn on some inductees, and we'll we'll do them in the order in which I believe they were announced. So let's start with Molly Holly, gentlemen. I I remember her and her and the Hurricane working together. I know if you watch Beth Phoenix icons uh, on WWE Network or on Peacock now, great story by the way about Beth Phoenix that she actually went to WWE Access and gave her tape to Molly Holly, who then went right in the back and showed it to. Uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Now, Molly Holly and Beth Phoenix at the time, Beth Phoenix was an indie wrestler and she did it. They did have a mutual friend. But so then she shows up to OVW for school and she has to pay for everything because they didn't offer a contract. They just gave her an invitation. And when she meant to make her first payment to Danny Davis, Danny Davis came back with a receipt for a lot much more money because Molly Holly paid for Beth Phoenix's first year at OVW. So that's how this business works, and that's crazy how Beth Phoenix became who she was. And that just goes you to show what kind of person Molly Holly was. 
And she was very, very good in the ring, too. I remember having a great character. DP, I know me and you watched a lot of Molly Holly matches uh, at the time. We were all both watching wrestling together and things of that nature. Oh, yeah, right during the Attitude Era that she was in there. You know, she kind of took a had good different handful of personas. I Mighty Molly was always, you know, I love the Hurricane and brought in Mighty Molly as a as a sidekick was always uh, pretty fun and entertaining stuff. They did a lot of good backstage skits. I mean, she she had it all. She was great in the ring and just great on the mic and everything too, she, you know, and and like you said, you know, with that story too, just a you know, kind of a world-class talent and a and a great human being and looking, you know, to help out you know, fellow wrestlers as well, rather than just, um, you know, looking out for herself. She's she's trying to help everybody and knowing talent when she sees it and things like that and, and helping people get over. She was always, always awesome at that. So, you know, kudos to Molly Holly. She definitely deserves it. Yeah, she's definitely one of the most underrated female superstars that they had at that time because usually when we hear this it's trish and lita and all that people forget that she was a two-time women's champion and like we said before with mighty molly she was actually a hard she was a hardcore champion too yeah she screwed the hurricane out of it yep and knocked knocked him over the head with a frying pan (laughs) and, and won the title and Whenever you hear an interview or like anyone talks about her, absolutely no one has anything bad to say about them. Like you can, you always hear, "Oh, Hulk Hogan screwed me over," or "This person screwed me over from this shot," or "The Click are a bunch of assholes." Oh yeah, how about how about Molly Holly? She's a fucking sweetheart. I if there's anything bad against her, I'll fight the person. So that that shows how much of a deserving induction that she has for this hall of fame keeping it moving eric bischoff inducted into the hall of fame well deserved there we all know his accomplishments he's the only person to hand it to the wwe for an extended period of time but i i don't know he he did a great job when he came into the wwe as well in a time when you could still do the things that eric bischoff would like to do on television so a great on-air personality i think a lot of people don't know his history started in the awa So the guy's been with the business forever. He continues to produce television for, you know, major corporations to this day. So Eric Bischoff is just a very much a success story in the world of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, after he, like you said, he started in the AWA. He built himself up. Like, for the longest time, people are like, oh, Eric Bischoff, he just randomly got the job as president of WCW. No, he worked up that ladder to become the president of WCW to actually, you know, show, yeah, I know what I'm doing from a business standpoint and everything. WCW folds over. Two years later, we hear, we hear, oh, yeah, we have a great, great general manager here. I'm back. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Why is Vince hugging Eric Bischoff? Wait a minute. What? Huh? Huh? Wait, wait a minute. Booker T's looking in confusion like he's actually seeing a ghost. Like That just shows how well Eric Bischoff knows the business, knows wrestling in general, how much he actually cares about it. Because, you know, he still dabbles here and there. I mean, after all, we saw him impact in 2010 with Hulk Hogan. We saw him dabble a little bit with... um AEW this past year with the whole debate thing. Like he he likes the business. He likes being known 
and he likes actually showing, like, I know what the hell I'm doing. So much deserved for Eric Bischoff, winner for 83 consecutive weeks. Uh, I love you. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Yeah, uh, you, you basically said it all. I mean, every one of those things is, is a reason why he should be in the Hall of Fame and, and just – I'll just, you know, cement the fact that when you can beat WWE at their game and win the ratings for 83 weeks in a row, you did something right, regardless of how you did it. You, that's incredible to say you, you, you top WWE at any point, basically, because they are a juggernaut. So, uh, yeah, well-deserved. Kane is being inducted. He was let know by the undertaker. I mean, one of hey, one of the other greater greatest gimmicks of all time next to the Undertaker Kane and how well he played it was excellent. Always in shape as a big guy. I mean, like the dude is huge and he stayed in shape and he could work, right? Much deserved two time world champion, I believe. And he could talk too when given the chance. He did everything with Daniel Bryan. Obviously, maybe one of the smartest people in professional wrestling history. Uh, he's now currently a mayor and and doing some good things for his community. So Kane just maybe one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. Kind of, I would say, right? I mean, the fact that he's only been, you know, a two-time world champion, you know, one-time WWF and one-time world heavyweight, basically. And I think he won the, technically he won the ECW title too, but I'm not counting that as far as world champions. So, you know, he hasn't held necessarily a lot of titles, but the fact that he is consistently that at the top of his game, is is crazy and the fact that he's been around for god i don't even know how many decades that he was wrestling and was always a relevant character and the same kind of with the undertaker the fact that you can that you're a character that you can still continue to do for that long and not necessarily change your persona too much is amazing to do in this business so pats off to him for everything he's done he was always amazing to watch wrestle like you said a, a big guy who could move and you know especially at that time it was kind of a rare thing to have and to see and all the shit he did with the undertaker as the brothers of destruction the you know team hell no that he did and just everything with paul bearer uh, just you know amazing to watch his career develop and we got to see the entire career which was pretty awesome so it's uh definitely definitely well deserved to see kane in the hall of fame yeah, with without a doubt, like you said, actually keeping that the Kane character for since 1997 and not really changing too much and being in fantastic shape. I mean, here and there you might see him get a little bigger or something like that, but he could still manhandle the big show. It doesn't matter if he has like a little bit of a center after a few years and whatnot. It doesn't matter if you can manhandle the big show when he's at his worst. You're still super powered person in the ring and then as you also said he's also athletic he's not afraid to go to the top rope he's done drop kicks and clotheslines and a bunch of other things but uh yeah not bad for someone who uh started off his career as the christmas creature and a dentist there you go folks persistence pays off Another big man being inducted into the Hall of Fame, maybe not necessarily for his body of work in the WWE, but for his presence in wrestling and what he's doing for his country as far as professional wrestling goes right now. 
And a guy who, it's too bad he didn't get there. He was acting before he came to WWE. It's too bad we didn't see him when he was younger. Kind of like a lot of people wish they could have seen Andre the Giant when they when he was younger. But by the time Great Khali got to the WWE, he didn't really have any knees. But he did manage to win a battle royal and become the world heavyweight champion. He does have a few matches that are iconic, maybe not for being great wrestling matches, but for different reasons. Uh, but... The great Kali is in, and I think he deserves it. And kudos to him for everything that he's doing over in India right now because what they have going on over there is pretty special. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, again, like you said, the first Indian-born world champion for WWE. Um, and again, he, he didn't have the great body of work when he came in. Definitely wanted to see him when he was younger. So, you know, you can actually see him move and whatnot other than just kind of walk slowly and limp into the ring. But he still did what he had to do. And plus, we got one of the most interesting uh, matches that he created with the Punjabi prison match. Which I'm saying this now personally, since I actually watched the. Uh, Battleground Live, the last Punjabi prison match, that is difficult to watch. <laughs> yeah, you can't see what's uh, going on in there. <laughs> I know. I had to look up at the Wells Fargo Center like, alright, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a great call coming out too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, no, it's definitely deserved after all. He's doing everything for his country. He's He's making sure that, you know, everything's better, everything's well put together. He's an icon basically of India at this time. So he's no matter what you say about his body of work, even if they put him as the warrior recipient, this is well-deserved too. Yeah. I'd say whatever, whatever way you want to put him in there for that, especially because the, the being an ambassador for, for India is, is amazing what he's done and everything for, like I said, for his country, that's, you know, the biggest thing of all, right? I mean, yeah, we didn't get to see too much of him in his necessarily at his probably prime shape because it's you know yeah he's he's a big dude so those knees and those legs are going to go quick and you know unfortunately you know they had a little bit of problems there but he was still a, one of those you know amazing presences in the ring when you see him you know just his his physical nature and everything so for everything he did he did just with that and and the Punjabi prison match and the fact that everything he's done for India is, is crazy. And, you know, it's certainly not being in the hall of fame for everything he did with the kiss cam. So kudos to him with everything for everything he's doing for India. And yeah, well-deserved for the great Kelly to be in the hall of fame. Definitely deserved to be the headliner here for this class, which which I think. I mean, you could say Kane would be the headliner here. Maybe Kane is going to rank higher on the, one of the greatest superstars of all time. But someone that if things would have gone differently for one post-show evening could have possibly had a great, great, great all-time run. Rob Van Dam is one of those special people, continues to entertain people through different companies and different platforms uh, to this day he is indeed one of a kind i i a guy that i loved the fact that 
he got the kind of push he actually got in WWE, not just to win the belt, but the things he did outside of that, the matches he was given, the people that he got to go up against, and that's on top of all the accomplishments he had in ECW. So someone that really paved the way for a little bit of a newer style of wrestling, I would imagine, that you could say him and Jeff Hardy at the time were the two guys doing things a little bit different. Yeah, very unique character and, yeah, a different style of wrestling that they brought in, you know, at that time, for sure, especially with ECW. And I was, I guess I was kind of surprised with this one just because I thought he was still wrestling with Impact and, and things. So I uh, I wasn't sure that that was going to actually happen. So this is this is pretty awesome. It was kind of a surprise to me because I wasn't necessarily paying attention. So, yeah, I think it's just 100% deserved for RVD. Everything he's done from ECW to every other place he's been and he's done and the the his five his frog splash was just so amazing that he could you know the way you watch him do that he you know it didn't he didn't care where you were laying on the ring he would spin in the air and land it the van the van daminator the van terminator all the other shit he did he just did some cool shit you know and it was like you said it was it was different at the time it was unique and you know it, it brought attention to a different style of wrestling and he's been doing it so great for so long. And yeah, I think, man, you know, he could have, like I said, <laughs> he could have been even bigger in WWE had things maybe gone a little bit different, but pretty awesome that he, you know, remembering that ECW show when he won the title from Cena and everything was just such a huge pop. It was such a huge moment. It was just some awesome stuff that they were doing at that time. It's a fun show to go back and watch to this day. AJ, your thoughts on RVD? This is 110% deserved. A Grand Slam champion, the last European and hardcore champion. Don't worry, that's not going to be on Phenomenal Funky Facts. But <laughs> Erase that, I guess. <laughs> Scratch that off the board real quick. But no, this is definitely deserved. Even back in ECW where, you know, he did all the stuff that he did. You know, how many people do you know would actually say, hey, can you hold the Petraea real quick to someone's face so I can do a Van Daminator and just do a spin kick into their into the chair to crack their face in? Or as we like to know from good old Shane McMahon doing a coast-to-coast, -coast, yeah, the guy who originally did that, Rob Van Dam with the Van Terminator, going coast-to-coast -coast with the chair held right against someone's face. So he's definitely innovative. He was definitely... I mean, he's, he's a hardcore icon, of course, obviously, but definitely deserving of being a hall of famer into uh and for anyone who's actually happy and teared up for this uh i'm gonna use what paul Heyman said for the 2005 no uh uh one night stand i'm not crying i was just backstage with rob van dam and sabu and there you have it folks your 2021 wwe hall of fame inductees Hope you enjoy it. That's going to be Tuesday right there on the WWE, well, on Peacock. It's going to be on Peacock, the WWE section on Peacock. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, NXT, TakeOver, Stand, and Deliver. It's that time. It's time to get funky. It's time to get fresh. It's time to get a beer.
I swear I want this to become a video podcast, so anytime that Tony does the intro for this as he knocks over his microphone, that everyone no, just sees Tony that Tony just sees like everyone just sees Tony take out his ear pods and just go, Hold on, I gotta grab a beer because this is trivia time. Cheers. <laughs> you know how Miller Lite has Miller time? Well Tony has trivia time. <laughs> Yes, that's right. We got another good old-fashioned, phenomenal funky facts. We have a lot of... I'm going to get a lot of points this time because it's mania. It's going to be a little special. I'm going to be a little generous here. So, there's going to be three questions, but of course we got sub-questions, some bonus questions to them. And one of them, you can actually get six points for one of the questions. Six points? Yeah. Holy shit. Feeling nice. All six. I plan on getting. I think I know what question. I think I I think I think I could write down the answer to that question right now. Can I get eighteen points if I answer it correctly without you even answering the question, asking the question? Nope. Damn it. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. All right. So, with that being said, uh, since Tony wanted to jump the gun and trying to ask ask a question, uh, DP door number one, door number two, or door number three. Already starting with the total BS. Door number. I always like a good deuce, so door number two. (laughs) Door number two. All right, let's see if people know this. There's a bonus question to it afterward. What what was the name Jim Heard wanted Ric Flair to go by? Back in 1990, 1991, somewhere around there. Before, like, right before he left for the WWF. Boy. What was the name he wanted him to go by? To which Ric Flair decided to do some double middle fingers and say, no, we're not doing that. Shit. Ah. I hope I didn't cross off the right answer to write down the wrong one. Mm. I'm, I right, hear it too. I'm answers. not getting it, so I don't let's know see that. See answers. Dan says Chester. <laughs> I'm not saying the next one. Right. Yeah, don't. Okay, okay, Tony. Wh- which one do you, do you want? The one on the left or the one oh. on the right? The one on the left or the one on the right? My my final answer will be Spartacus. All right, Tony gets the point. Yes! Jim Hurd wanted Ric Flair to cut his hair real short, wanted him to put a diamond stud earring in his ear, and be called Spartacus. Uh, Literally after everyone knows him as the fucking nature boy and woos at him whenever they see him. It's time for a change. No. <laughs> so the uh, bonus question to this, which is probably something that a lot of people have heard over the years, what was one? What was the most infamous possible name for Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh. It's kind of weird that they wanted to name him this when he went into WWF. They went with the Ringmaster, and then they he became Stone Cold because. Man, that name is very close to something that has to do with the cold. Are we just naming it, or are we writing it down? You can write it down, and as soon as you're both ready. 
We we don't need the I, Jeopardy music. There's a couple of them. I know that they all. I know what they all had to do with. I don't think DP has a clue. No, I remember some of them, and I can't. I remember the list, and I can't picture. I can picture the list, but I can't picture any of the ones. One of them was like freeze something or whatever, but I. I got nothing. So uh, let's 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 see if anyway, Mr. Mr. Freeze from Twenty, Dan, you got, got anything? No, no, I got nothing. Uh, his most infamous name that he almost went by was Fang McFrosty. Damn, yeah, that was McFrosty. what it was. Frosty. Yeah. Damn it. There you go. It was something right. old. That's All funny. Right. That I said one or three. <laughs> I'll take door number three. Blink, blink, fart, go. Well, this one's gonna be the big one. So I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask the question, and then the next one's going to be name as many as you can. How many Grand Slam champions are there in TNA history? TNA's Grand Slams? TNA's Grand Slam. So what's their Grand Slam consist of? The X Division title, the tag title of the world? X Division. No, World X Division. The Legends Television Global whatever the fuck in Grand. This is and the tag team. All right, okay. Yeah. How many? How We're many there in... are? And then the the bonus question is gonna be name the, that amount. Oh, <laughs> name that amount. Should I be doing both of those things right now? If you want to do both of them, go for it. No, I don't have time to write them all down. I was uh, just about to say, I'll let you double up on the music. <laughs> uh, shit. See, some of the answers for the Grand Slam, some of them are gimmies. Oh, is that some right? Denying... Some of them are like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Dan, deep in thought here, trying to remember who the fuck was even in TNA. Right? <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> Tony, writing all of these down, like, pretty sure. Could be right. This is still total BS. All right. All right. I gave it my best effort. All right. All right. Everyone got answers. All right. Let's see. Let's see the numbers. Tony uh... says four. Dan says six. I only got four written down, though. <laughs> But he's only got four of the answers. I couldn't right think of anybody else, but I think there's more. So the so. answer is actually five. <laughs> Damn it! So we're both in the middle there. So neither neither of us get the point there. Nope. Neither of you get the point, but I'm gonna I give more PC of the points gets to Tony because he's got Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was not, Jeff Jarrett never held the X division. Uh-huh. It was five. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Abyss. Damn it. Yeah, Abyss got me the point, baby. Eric Young and Austin Aries. EY. Eric Young, yeah. I didn't Damn. think Abyss held the X Division right. title. That's why I didn't write him down. I should have just wrote him anyway. So three to one, Tony, right now? Ugh. One question left. Ugh. Well, no, they had two of them on there, so Ugh. it's like three to two. So uh, four to two, actually. Four, yeah, three, yeah. yeah four, four to two. So, Tony does win this one, and uh, the question, it's kind of a, it, 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 it's a head-scratcher a little bit, but it was meant that way. Oh, here we go. Who was the first wrestler to win both the WCW and WWE championships? Who was the first wrestler to win 
not at the same time, who was the first one to win the WWF and the WCW championship? They got it right. This is supposed to be a head. Come on, PC. Yes, yes, Tony. Do it. He's going to second guess himself here. Dan says Flair. Tony says Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Nitsha Boy, Ric Flair. Almost put Sid Vicious down. (laughs) The the, the softball almost overtook you. Almost, baby. Almost, baby. But that's another victory. Baby! Oh, yeah. Feeling good today. Let's go. One dice right. Ice cream alert. Six fifty four. Okay, on nothing. Round Richmond ninety six double. Ninety six double. Check. Oh, what a flare! What a flare! Uh, Japan, Japan, Japan. Check, check. Flood left. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to play King Booker ourselves and call on Omaha on one wrestling happening from the past week. I'm going to kick it off this week. While I don't necessarily mind the new look of the new brand new IWGP heavyweight championship title belt, I know a lot of people are comparing it to the Divas title. Maybe I would have went with a different shape, but personally, I wouldn't have changed the belt at all. I would have just retired the Intercontinental title. And I would have kept that belt. It was one of the more iconic belts, uh, along with the the Winged Eagle and and Big Gold. And then NWA's belt, the 10 Pounds Gold, those were probably the four iconic belts in my mind. Now, they've moved on, and that's okay, but that's the Omaha that I have for this week. AJ, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go with something that we don't really talk about that often. That's good old AEW and all of their stables. I get you don't want people being left out and you want to show everyone off, but we just got a new stable led by QT Marshall because, you know, Cody Rhodes decided to adopt too many people into his family. So now we have the Rhodes, the, the, the Rhodes family. We got QT Marshall's new stable. We have the, the inner circle still. We still got... Uh, Dark Order, Death Triangle. Now we got the Good Brothers coming in with Kenny Omega, and we got it, it's enough with the stables. Enough. I get you want to have everyone involved, but this is too many cooks, and I'm not talking about our good buddy Steve Cook. 
So that's my thing, and and I'm just gonna say this because I can fuck MJF. Dan, how about you? <laughs> All what's right. Your, what's your Omaha? Well, we're well, speaking of stables. There's one stable that they appear to be breaking up, and that's the Hurt business. And you know, um, I guess that maybe I should wait, and maybe the jury's still out because the WrestleMania match, the you know Benjamin and and God for God's sakes. Cedric Alexander. Alexander. Why am I having problems with names today? Are uh, banned from ringside, and maybe that means like, oh, the Hurt Business is banned from ringside, and maybe they'll try and play that off as some kind of thing because they're no longer in the Hurt Business, and they'll bring them back together after WrestleMania. But, I, you know, I like stables. Yeah, maybe AEW's got too many, but I thought they were clicking with the Hurt Business. I thought things were going really well. They had, you know, that group together was, was a lot of fun, and they could have done even more, I think, with it now that Lashley's champion. So... I don't think they should have broken him up so soon. I think they could have they could have gotten more mileage out of this, uh, especially with Lashley as champion. Um, when he gets to a point where he wants to, he needs to help to hold on to the title. They could have kept him around, but we'll see where it goes, I guess. But I would have kept them together for sure um, as as a stable because I think they were doing some really good stuff. <laughs> We don't necessarily have the time to get into this, unfortunately, but there is breaking news. After night two of WrestleMania on Peacock, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be having Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions. Wow. The quote reads Steve Austin saying, I texted Vince and said we had this badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool. Go ahead. We will definitely cover that on next week's edition of the DWI podcast. Gentlemen, AJ, let everybody know. Obviously, they're going to find you all over the chairshot.com this next week. Yeah, you're going to see the name AJ or, or Adam, whatever I actually feel like typing on for all the reviews for Stand and Deliver Night 1, Night 2, WrestleMania Night 1, Night 2. And uh, you might see me doing other stuff along the way for reviews and whatnot. Who knows? Go find out on thechairshot.com. You can find me also on the Twitters at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. You can find this lovely podcast also on thechairshot.com, along with me being on Pod is War with PC Tunney, Chris Platt, and Ray Cash for this week's edition. God, you need to listen to that. That was a great rant by uh, our very own Christopher Platt. So that's all I got so far. Uh, DP, where can they find you all across the interweb? Is that all? If they're not following you, they're not following thechairshot.com because you are everywhere, sir. And that is awesome, and that is phenomenal. You can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at It's Me, DPP. And follow A Winner Is You, which is our video game podcast that I host, all over Twitter and Facebook at A Winner Is You, the letter U. A Winner Is You, where we always use our head, and we never forget that the cake is a lie, PC. Yeah, find uh, listen to Winner Is You tonight, and then bonus edition a little bit of Winner Is You uh, takeover, taking over Chairshot Radio tomorrow morning or or this morning, last night. They're Saturday all morning. Out there. Saturday I don't know morning. what day it is. Yes, uh, Saturday morning. We're recording a deal. All DPP right. anyway, and Adam and Adam are, are playing. Are, talk, are talking. You can smack. find me at PC <laughs> Tunny. You can find me randomly disciplining and yelling at everybody at thechairshot.com. Thank you for everybody listening to Chairshot Radio. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Chairshot Radio Network. We're trying to give you guys 
daily, weekly content that you can enjoy. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. As for this show, DWI Podcast, number 268, for the scientist, the architect, that's the same person, for the phenomenal one, he's funky, and for myself, PC Tunney, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D. W. Ah. Man, there's a lot of shit to watch next week. I mean, Hall of Fame, Ooh. both takeovers, both manias, Raw, SmackDown. It's like what? 25 hours? Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.